Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. It's Blick doing the damn thing. WWE. St. Paul, Minnesota is where Raw was at last night. Uh, was it uh, Rock Country? Suplex City's uh, foundation, if you will. Whatever. Let's open up the show. We had Roman taking on Dolph Ziggler. Didn't really have a rhyme or reason. It was just a match. Uh, if well, we're going to take it anyway, we guess we could call it uh, Dolph Ziggler still being seen as, you know, a top-level uh, competitor, I guess, in there with a top guy. It wasn't, you know, just an easy match, so it made uh, Ziggy looked more credible actually taking a fight to Rome. Uh, the win there wasn't necessarily in doubt for me. I kind of saw Roman being able to take the victory, and Dolph has been, uh, uh, I'll give him a fist, 7, 7.9, maybe an 8 with this new act he's using, and it's pretty funny. Like, it, it's like a, it's, it's the expansion of the whole it should have been me angle with how Dolph has been doing that, so... You know, calling everyone out, getting his ass kicked, and, you know, uh, having an opening super kick. I mean, I don't want to say that's going to get old fast, but, you know, like, it's a, it's a surprise. It's a shock for the live crowd, you know, but if you're going to come with something like that, you got to be able to come with some more. And it, it was great. It was a good match, though. It was a good match between, uh, you know, Roman and Dolph. We had Dolph pulling off a lot of moves. Rome was showing off a lot of strength, and um, the the sequence going into that closing spear was great. So uh, Roman picks up the victory there in the opening match. Not upset. Uh, next up, we had uh, an attempted segment with the King's Court. Jerry the King Lawler, pardon me, was uh, let's say his name right. Stop that. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler was on commentary because gravy wasn't what is your vacation had the night off something like that either way uh if it's something like that i'm pretty sure he earned it and um yeah so we had uh the king out there on commentary for a while which is cool king's court pops up and sasha banks was going to be the uh what is it the special guest so the king is in the ring that's right <clears throat> to talk about the king of the ring tournament which I have uh, reserved commentary on just because I want to see how it plays out and we got it rolling and we'll definitely get into it in a bit. But uh, the King uh, shares his predictions for Raw and as he gets into the SmackDown side, uh, the the lights go crazy, all of the crazy sound effects hit and uh, everyone knows it's the Fiend on his way. But the King and all of his wisdom knew a little bit better then it just wait around in the ring. Like, Y'all seen this before? <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Now it's pretty cool. But he uh, got to the top of the ramp. And uh, there was the fiend there. Hit him with the mandible claw. Knocked him out. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, you know, he was he was uh, pr- uh, promoted for an appearance on this week's show. So he takes out a legend. I know that all of the fans are like literally waiting to see the cool entrance and hear the new theme song again, but I think WWE is doing this uh, 100% correct with just, you know, having his presence felt at, uh, at, at, at very, very selective times. That's fine. You know, it's, uh, 
it's something that keeps his character fresh and the people they go crazy you know they've all grown uh, accustomed to that type of energy that he does bring we've all uh, heard some references attempting to be made with the undertaker and comparisons so it's like hey you know this this could be the start of something beautiful and obviously like outside of the ring and the storyline this is uh hands down the the best i have ever seen bray wyatt i've seen uh a couple of superstars try to you know reach this level and reach this pinnacle but wwe has really put the creative into this character and it's uh you know, its perception and its presence, all the feel that it has, you know, and it could totally be uh, something for the the social media generation of WWE, what is it, the reality era, you know, like, and moving forward, this could be a total presence, like, I mean, shoot, I see, I see people, I see toys, you know, that could, this is, this is a good character that people, I think, will latch on to. Just looking at its reception thus far. I could be wrong about that, but I think that Bray Wyatt is uh, in one of his best reincarnations. Either way, good segment. Uh, no Sasha. Oh, my goodness. But we did get an awesome promo from Becky. And if uh, Becky was down points, she shot a three-pointer with that one. Shoot, I would even say got the foul shot. Just off of the way she uh, delivered the promo. The promo was good regardless. The way it was written, it was supposed to be good. And it came across well. She delivered it well. And, um, you know, it's not always... It's not always... It doesn't always go that way. You know, something could be, you know, like excellent on paper. But then, you know, it just fall through. <coughs> Pardon me. Say, for instance, good Lord, that Dominic segment. Shouts to Dom, shouts to Ray, and we'll get to it when we get there. But man, well, if if well, anyway, we'll talk about it right now. That's uh, Dom needs practice. It, it was uh, it was an opening showing, you know. He had a lot of words to say, and he uh, the feel that they were trying to get across, you know, with father and son. It was. Uh, uh, it's a work in progress. We can see that. And that's that's all right. You know, they'll you get back to the, the drawing board or you try to draw something up for next week because obviously the first step was taken. So, eh, whatever. But um, maybe if Dom had, had had a little more, you know, uh, experience, you know, backstage. Uh, now, I wouldn't say cutting a promo, but do have doing one of those type of segments of you know the intended uh heartwarming family moment um you know he probably would have been able to knock it out the park in the way that becky did you know a seasoned veteran at this time world women's champion and (laughs) the man so definitely uh definitely good stuff from becky awesome stuff from bray uh, the king is fine. Uh, even with the supervision, I'm pretty sure he'll be uh, at 100 percent in no time inside the storyline. And eventually, uh, maybe he won't uh, need that supervision. We'll see if we see him back on commentary again. But 
hey, that all remains to be seen, and uh, let's move forward. All right, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin took on The Miz and Ricochet uh, tag team action. Eh, cool match. I didn't get to see all of the match just because uh, small things came up, but uh, I believe Ricochet and The Miz did pick up the victory. Cool teamwork. From what I did see in the match, it was uh, it was all right. Ricochet looked like he was providing a lot of the offense. Some jokes would be made about uh, Ricochet turning Miz into a high flyer. <coughs> if Miz wants to high fly, then I'm pretty sure he'll be able to. We've seen him pull off some springboards recently, so that's kind of comical. But hey, you know I like the Miz. I, I ride with him. Yeah, I like, think he's cool. Uh, you know, we'll just continue to see how his character continues. You know, he's in the tournament, so the King of the Ring tournament. So we'll see how he fares when this match comes up. <laughs> King Miz, that would be interesting. He almost won best in the world. So I'm saying, you know, maybe he'll be able to uh, pull something off. But we'll see. Either way, um, good stuff from all four, from what I did get to see. And um, moving on into the next match, we had the United States Championship on the line between uh, Braun Strowman taking on AJ Styles along with his Boaz. Uh, the OC hanging out outside and uh, it was actually getting to be pretty good AJ was making Braun look excellent Braun oh you we already know Braun is uh, so full of surprises when it comes to the in-ring capability that we were just waiting to see how this powerhouse was gonna wow us uh, last night a good power moves it was a moment I don't even know if it was during that match or during um, the main event but, man, Braun completely plowed through AJ outside on the floor. It was bananas, just the way that one looked. But, uh, ultimately, the, the OC got involved and caused the disqualification. So, Braun Strowman is the winner, but AJ still U.S. champion. I'm actually good on that. I don't have a problem with uh, this uh, little rivalry between AJ and Braun. I think... Uh, U.S. Championship. I haven't even really seen Braun with a championship outside of that Greatest Royal Rumble title that we ain't even gonna talk about. But um, it was uh, it was all right. I think they started trying to get the best of numbers game, so I catching up with Braun, and eventually Seth comes out for the save. Now they're even, so. I think this gets into a backstage segment with Seth at Seth wants a tag team championship match. Like he's trying to do the odd couple thing in a way, and I'm I'm not opposed to it. You know, it's it's all right, and we all know that Braun clearly uh, wants the Universal Championship. So it was small moments throughout the night where Braun was uh, eyeing the championship and. You know, Seth was calling it out, and that that was pretty funny. Some people thinking uh, Seth looks a little uh, goofy, you know, being this being this form of his character, and it's like, uh, I think if he's being like somewhat normal but still a superstar, you know, and not necessarily turning on, you know, activating the Beast Slayer, it's fine. You know, he's. And he's, he's talking to one of the biggest men on the roster, you know, definitely one of the strongest men on the roster. So, you know, it's like, all right, you want to fight, fight, 
we get and do that, but you don't have to go out of your way to show me that you want to fight me. We'll just, we'll have a match when uh, the time calls for it. But in the meantime, you got the revival and, and AJ going with a revival, pardon me. You got the OC and uh, AJ, uh, you know, running rough shot and being annoying. So let's go ahead and take care of them. So they definitely get their tag team uh, title opportunity later on in the evening. So, hey, not bad. I'm, I think that, uh, like I said, I think it's, a, it's an odd couple shot. You see if they can pull something off. But what makes it interesting is Braun clearly wanting the Universal Championship and uh, having his eye on it a lot. I would have, well, actually, we'll get into the main event later on. And I'll just throw in a thought that I had before the match and how it was actual it actually came to fruition after the match. Alright, Samoa Joe taking on Cesaro. First round, first match of the King of the Ring tournament. This this match was I think Vic Joseph was on commentary. Excellent work. You could see that and hear the opportunities being given and he was taking everything catching alleys you know he has excellent practice from 205 live with you know just knowing certain spots and cues better than i would even understand but uh he was definitely a, a breath of fresh air on commentary him and michael cole and this is taking away nothing from nene but those two sounded like uh they made it they had a, it had a sports broadcast feel to it you know, like it, it just felt that that much more. And again, it's taking out that from Graves either. You know, this is just like it's more so about Vic Joseph, you know, exclusively. So it's like, all right, that he did great. But, um, <coughs> excuse me, the opening match for the uh, King of the Ring tournament between Cesaro and Samoa Joe was perfect. It was a great match to open up the tournament. Both of these guys, you know, uh, competitors that could win you know these are top level guys and either like i said either one of them could have came out with the victory ultimately samoa joe picks up the victory or for the clutch or the coquina clutch and it's like wow cesaro tapped out we know cesaro's claim is to you know want to go out there and be the best in the ring he definitely looked like he was the best but samoa joe was able to pick up the victory not bad at all for joe uh, saying that Joe needed to needed to win. Uh, hey, like I said, either, any one of these guys in the King of the Ring tournament can win. We're down to fifteen uh, superstars now. So, Smoke Joe, if he were to win, it would be really interesting. Like I think that they're really gonna go and try to make the King of the Ring mean something. Like this is another one of those runs that just has a good feel to it. Like I'm uh, I'm optimistic about how, you know, the superstars can be, you know, just jet propelled into a, a new form of themselves with the King of the Ring trophy and the scepter and the trophy, the scepter and the crown, you know, and the cape and all that, like it's, it could be good stuff. So uh, I can see Joe trying to, you know, play something, you know, play that role and you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, but either way, it's a good opening match for the tournament. Elias was up next, and uh, it was 
uh, apparently promoted that it was going to be his last live performance on stage. Obviously, due to his 24-7 obligations. Hey, I mean, it's apparent that he could be a very respected champion. The 24-7 gang wasn't chasing him around. Maybe we'll get that on SmackDown tonight, but uh, we don't know. Either way, uh, his guitar was out of tune. I definitely noticed that from the start. I thought he played the little opening strum backwards. It felt like it just sounded weird. And then when he was about to go ahead after he told the crowd it was his last performance, it just was, the, the guitar just sounded bad. He's having audio issues, whatever. Um, if the 24-7 championship was uh, all matches, <coughs> I'm pretty sure Elias would be able to defend himself at a recording studio session uh, earlier in the weekend where Drake Maverick tried to get the championship and completely got his, he got it handed to him. Not bad. Our uh, truth is posing as a stagehand and, uh, you know, uh, attempts to get the championship back. Doesn't work. Elias kicks out a bunch of times. Our truth's uh, determined to get the belt back, but Elias is, you know, definitely one of the stronger characters. So it'll, it's going to be interesting to see if he can uh, reclaim the championship for another time. Uh, and will we get to see another performance from Elias since his uh, instruments were out of tune? Who knows? But we will see in the coming weeks. All right, it was that Ray Mysterio segment next. Talking about retiring. His son uh, pulled him to the side, said, Nah, I had dreams of doing this with you, with, with tagging with my dad, and all of this and that. And then he just started rambling. And I mean, it. the intention of this segment was good. You know, it makes sense to want to, you know, work alongside your father, I guess, and do the legendary things. You want to be able to tell the story to your own children one day. And, hey, okay, whatever. But it definitely felt like we were watching live and direct television. I don't want to talk down on this segment. I, I, it's, it's a weird feeling to recognize that, you know, we are watching a stage performance. And it was almost refreshing to see, like, look, this is, even though this is scripted, this stuff is pretty much off the cuff. Like this is, this is, this is the shot the, to make it look good and deliver that feeling. So it really gives to the superstars that, you know, do get their lines that day or have had their lines changed or whatever. And they're able to, you know, still, you know, make it feel like, you know, wow, this was, this is something that was definitely well practiced and well rehearsed, you know? So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't bad, you know, it just made me really appreciate the WWE superstars all the more, you know, regardless of how long they had to prepare for it, it's just, you know, you see how much more they, how much work they put into, you know, conveying themselves the way that 
they, that that would be, I guess, truest to their character or whatever. Dominic is still, you know, he's not really a WWE superstar yet. He's on the guest pass with his dad, and in time, uh, potentially, he'll be a great in-ring promo. I think this was a this was a starting point for him, and we'll see how things uh, progress as time goes on with this. But apparently, Ray is not retiring. Well, we don't know. We'll just see what happens. There was a lot of hugs and emotions and, and, and heart feelings. So if they were going for that, you know, I mean, I, I guess they kind of hit it. If, if it was like, you know, like it, 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 the intention was there. And sometimes it's the thought that counts, right? All right. SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions were, or the New Day were in uh, in competition with the revival, uh, knew they haven't beat the revival yet. The revival came up and it was a lot. They uh, broke Kofi's leg, and then Karma broke Dash's jaw, and it was, uh, you know, it, it, it it's been a somewhat rivalry from a distance since. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> As the new day are picking up steam and. Uh, uh, was I think it was during uh, the Big E hot tag, he was getting ready to uh, go ahead and hit his big splash on uh, one of the members of the revival, and that got stopped real quick by an RKO out of nowhere. Randy looked great. I've been hearing ramblings of the uh, what is it? The, the old Randy's gonna be. Running a stable with the revival. I don't really listen to any of that stuff. Uh, if, if, they, if it happens on WWE TV, then it's real type. That's how I feel sometimes. Like, instead of all of the rumors and such like that of people. But I will definitely say that it is perfect that, uh, you know, Randy is being put in this position with the revival guys that look up to him in a way and you know they're somewhat working together and you know randy got it randy got some you know got some got some muscle with him now so that's what's up you know that's that's not bad at all i'm not upset about it i'm i'm excited to see what these three can do together you know randy has a lot of character that we just well oh man i wouldn't say we haven't gotten to see it's just uh, to be able to be at the helm of something, you know. Like, last time I seen Randy in a group, it was like uh, evolution, you know. So, to now see him in charge of one as a legend, you know, that these guys that are up and coming in the company, in the company, you know, these guys are looking up to and trying to, I wouldn't say impress, but, you know, that are working with them, collaborating with them. It's like, wow, this is... This, this could be really good. So, beat down on New Day ensues. Kofi comes out for the save. Gets a little bit of offense in, but Randy hits RKO. More beat down ensues. Another RKO to Randy. They did a move. Jumped off the top rope or second rope or something like that. It hit Woods' legs. So, hopefully, Woods is good. Um, Kofi was, uh, what was it, forced to watch. And so, you know, it drew sympathy and got great heat from the crowd man you could just see like the boy you, the, you feel the booze you know and they just were not feeling that 
um, builds that rivalry with Randy and Kofi, builds the rivalry with the revival and the New Day, you know, and hey, as we continue to progress, we're seeing a lot of uh, great character development for uh, some of these heels that could be, you know, top heels in the company, you know, if uh, scripted correctly. So I wasn't mad at it at all. We'll see how things continue to progress. Leading in the Clash of Champions. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. The odd couple. Was it the goddess and the crazy? So you call them the god couple? No, I'm joking. I'm, I don't know. Either way, uh, they're in action against Team Absolution, Fire and Desire. Uh, Team Tough Enough, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. They, uh... Had a good match, good back and forth. Sonya Deville got some great offense in. I'm, you know, clearly still biased, but I'm trying to control myself more often. So uh, we'll continue to see how she develops as a character along with Mandy. They've been getting their entrance uh, down packed, so it was good to see that. You know, I was happy to see those two be able to do it. And when they do... Uh, eventually become women's tag team champions, and I want to say that with confidence. You know, throw out an if. You know, you don't want to act like, you know, oh, it's definitely gonna happen. But uh, right now, I feel like the women's tag team championships are being uh, they're being highlighted, they're being showcased in a fashion that is something that builds prestige with the championships. Didn't necessarily have a direction for them since Mania, but now I think that there's some sort of footing being gained with the Women's Tag Team Championships. So, uh, we will see how it continues, but ultimately, I think Mandy Rose got posted by Nikki Cross, and that gave Alexa the opening for the uh, victory. So... Still tag, still women's tag champs. Not bad at all. We'll see if they can uh, continue that wave of momentum. I think that I think that they're they're an exciting team that people, well, the fans have taken to in a way. And uh, we'll see if there's a storyline that can get attached just to make the championships more interesting. But I don't know. This is me just. Uh, Throwing stuff out there. I don't know what could happen. However it happens, we'll uh, see. Maybe the championships will go to obscurity. But maybe not because we got the goddess and, uh, you know, her tag partner. I don't even know how to define Nikki Cross. You know, but um, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And we'll just see how it all continues to develop. Cedric Alexander taking on Sami Zayn. Second match, first round. King of the Ring tournament. Uh, a good match, competitive match. It's fairly back and forth. Sami Zayn upset because he's been taking some L's lately. Uh, you know, uh, hey, I think maybe if he stopped focusing on talking so much ish about everybody and focused on his uh, in-ring craft, and this is in storyline, of course, then maybe he'd be able to pick up some victories. Uh, Cedric Alexander clearly looking hungry. You know, uh, clearly seeming ready for, uh, you know, winning. And, uh, hey, commentary highlighted him in the Cruiserweight Classic, just like I've been uh, kind of calling out myself with uh, just how uh, how much heart the man has and how you can't count him out. 
So, uh, ultimately, the victory goes to Cedric Alexander. A couple good spots from Sammy, but his focus didn't seem like it was all the way there. Once Say got the ball rolling, it was uh, pretty much a wrap, and that was just like how Michael Cole called it. Once he starts uh, flying around all over the place, <laughs> there's no... Uh, it's very difficult to stop it once you get the ball rolling. You know, once you get that momentum going, it's really, really, uh, it's a task to uh, be able to really uh, get your bearings back if you're going up against a superstar like Cedric Alexander. So I'm glad to see him taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, he's uh, he's clearly aware of uh, the power of opportunity. He's uh, done some wild things so far as uh as far as his, you know, raw run has gone, and jumping off of the uh, LED screen or the stage and such like that, that was a good moment. It was a moment that people, uh, I guess, aren't uh, going to forget, potentially, if he sticks around. And, yeah, it picks up the victory on Sami Zayn. Lombard check cell was no good from Sami. I didn't like it too much. Just the landing looked a little eh. But... <coughs> I'm only armchair quarterback and something like that. So, how I went in the ring, you know, Sammy went up and he took the move. So, that was really what counts. So, it was it was an iron match. It wasn't bad. You know, it was, it went the way it went. So, good stuff from both of them. Hold on. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Sammy threw a tantrum after the match. First of all, there is a lane. Anyway, um, look, you're gonna you're gonna be mad at losing, be mad at losing, but to try to you know go and be ready to attack people in the crowd, and of course this seems like it's in storyline, so let's not get too carried away here. But uh, you know, to be all upset enough to want to go people in the crowd who pay their hard-earned money to stay with you. Say exactly what they want, you know, and all of that. Hey, don't be mad at them. Be mad at yourself and just try to do better. If, you know, you throwing tantrums, you letting off all that energy. You need to learn how to control that, you know, like, you know, get your temper in check. You know, channel some of that rage, that emotion. Uh, and, you know, Get back to your fundamentals, you know. Do what brought you to the dance. Don't, don't just be mad because things aren't going your way. You know, you want to make, you want, you want things to go your way. Go with the flow, and make it go your way. Like eventually, you'll be able to recognize where you can maneuver for yourself. And uh, maybe, just maybe, you know, Sami Zayn inside of storyline. Uh, doesn't want to see it like that, you know, so, uh, you know, getting mad and having a whole fit and slamming the chair around, you know, I mean, you're frustrated, I get that, that's, it's completely understandable, but the focus needs to go back on self, I, I can't tell Sami Zayn what to do, only Sami Zayn can tell Sami Zayn what to do, so, hopefully, uh, you know, this 
This loss in the King of the Ring tournament was an eye-opener for him, and he gets back on his on his game. But he could just remain the critic of the critics and, you know, uh, continue to be scripted as this unlovable loser that gets upset when he doesn't get his way. Whatever, though, right? That's whole nother thing in itself. But it was on. It was, that was during a moment you didn't see on Monday Night Raw. Uh, you gotta go and check the WWE social platforms for all that. But um, it was a very good, uh, good showing from Sammy as far as that goes. If we're talking outside of storyline, it was something that somewhat builds his character up. And we'll see how the rest of uh, the weeks coming uh, will show, you know, uh, his his growth or the lack thereof. Uh, backstage interview with Natty talking about, uh, you know, how she was brutally attacked by Sasha last week. Uh, you know, Natty talking all his friend talk. That clearly ain't what it need to be. And I think when Natty comes back, she'll definitely have her head on straight. Because clearly... For all of that talking she was doing It was pissing off the boss And Sasha came out of nowhere And completely beat the holy hell Out of uh, Natty again And Hey Hey <laughs> You know like Sasha's back Um, Becky shot three points I'd even say hit a free throw after that too with her promo talking about how, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, like Becky has somewhat of a Midas effect, <laughs> making, making Sasha so super relevant again. Like, uh, I think that uh, uh, it, it's, it, it has a, a level of truth to it. But Sasha was still being talked about even while she was sitting at home. But... Mm, Becky was putting in the work, actually being a man. So, Sasha beating up Natty definitely makes a statement. And um, we'll see how Sasha on the promo is going to be able to counterbalance that. We'll get into that in a second. Main event, Strowman, Rollins, the OC, Gallows, Anderson, the Bowers, AJ Styles Bowers to be exact. Uh, tag team championships. Great match. Great back and forth. It was a moment where Strowman was taken out outside. Couldn't really, you know, add to the match anymore. Well, for a little moment. Seth held it down. <coughs> Made himself look like a champion. Uh... The OC looked great. There was a lot of back and forth. Rollins being able to hold his own was one of the high points for the match for me. Just with, uh, you know, recalling how that all went. It was an excellent moment to see Seth be able to defend himself. And uh, Strowman, you know, came through in the spots where he was supposed to. So both of these guys definitely uh, put in the work. And ultimately won the tag team championships. What? So... The architect and the monster among men are now WWE Tag Team Champions for Raw. Okay. Uh, 
Rollins, this is what, his third time being double champion. Uh, Strowman is a two-time tag team champion. <laughs> you know, shouts to Nicholas. Uh, hey, I'm not upset about it, you know? It, it, the, the show went off the air with Strowman looking up at the championship as they stood up top of the stage and that was something that was notice, noticeable to me at the beginning of the match we had the backstage seven with these two where they were trying to well you know just pump each other up I guess but Strowman was looking at the championship couldn't get his eyes off like it was calling him like he's being possessed by it or something like that but whatever right anyway um I figured at the start of the match Braun would have done that too you know it is what it is now but just continuing to look like the infatuation with the championship, the obsession, like, yeah, yeah, we may be tag partners, <laughs> but I still want that championship. I can't do a broad impression for life, but anyway, I think it was all right. But no, um, it, it was uh, it was a nice touch to add, but to add that at the end of the episode, it just would broaden like, look, man, I know you still got the championship. So I'm going to get that one day. And, you know, Seth is like, oh, man, come on, man. Look, man, we know we, we know you want the title, man. You, we going to have our match, bro. Just relax. Let's, let's, let's get these fights out the way and pick these wins up. And then when we, need, when we need to, we go at it. Man, what might be good is those two going at it, even though they're tag team champions. I don't know. The way everyone's condition is they get the titles off of them, and then they'll be able to go at it one-on-one. Uh, maybe have some form of dissension eventually, but we don't know. We are in the era of the poll, you know, enhancing Mr. McMahon's ideas. So we will see how things go. Either way, the uh, one of the moments of the night with Sasha uh, had Michael uh, asking us some questions about just uh, you know her behavior in the from last week and how it's affected uh, everyone. Well, you know, how's the what, what she feeling? What's going through her mind? Why is she acting like that and all of that? And uh, man, first of all, great heel troll moment. Sasha's talking about her blue hair. Man, first of all, let's say I want to say it looks great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to leave it there. I talked about, made my Dragon Ball Z reference, got it out of my system. Sasha looks excellent. She looks like, uh, she's glowing again. She, she looks like she's, you know, renewed and ready to, you know, get it popping. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, yeah, I like that. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, Michael Cole says no. No one on social media is talking about your blue hair with all due respect. I, uh, I, I could beg to differ, but I won't just because it's about keeping it inside the main storyline. And that totally set up for an awesome, awesome moment on Raw, which uh, builds a form of character development that is so easy and makes you want to watch next week to see how the storyline continues to develop but uh you know michael eyes how she feels and why she attacked natty and becky or something like that and sasha's quite simply says you're welcome 
man, when Sasha actually does go in, and I think she she has some mic skills, very clearly. I think that when she does jump on the promo and has something to say, then people are going to love it. And man, like if if, if Becky hit that three pointer and the free throw, Sasha came back with a good mid range and the and one. I'm just saying it was it was good, but Becky is not far behind. It was just the beat down that you know has Becky behind for right now. She could always take the lead in this rivalry, but we will see. Either way, shout out to everybody who brings you the podcast each and every week. Clearly, I have to go and tend to the joys of fatherhood. So, I will catch you guys tomorrow for Smackdown Live. Peace.